First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Good morning. We started the show talking about the tornado in KwaZulu-Natal. There'll be an investigation, etc. But we have seen a rise in extreme weather events. So we've got, had intense rain overnight in the Durban area today uh, and last night. A year ago, just over a year ago now in Easter, of course, last year. Remember the heavy, heavy rain just before Easter and the huge impact that that had. We're also now seeing um, in Europe very high temperatures. So Spain had its uh, hottest spring ever. They're expecting more heat waves there. And at the same time, it appears that there are now more lightning strikes than there used to be. Professor Ken Nixon is an associate professor in the School of Electrical and Information Engineering at the universe, at Wits University. He's an expert on lightning. Professor Nixon, good morning. Good morning, Stephen, and to the SAFM listeners. Wonderful to be on the show. Thank you for your time. Are we seeing more lightning strikes around the world than we used to? I don't even know how you judge that. Well, Stephen, I think uh, for a while we've been hypothesizing if there is a change in the climate, we would see a change in the lightning incident rate. And that certainly is bearing out now. So we've got different ways of measuring this. One of them is by Earth observation, by looking from space down at planet Earth and seeing what is happening. So we've got a lot of uh, imaging sensors up there. And we've got global lightning detection networks that are able to tell us how much lightning is occurring. So there are two questions here. One is, Are we just getting better at measuring lightning? Where is there more lightning? And I think the evidence so far is quite compelling that we've seen more lightning activity. How quickly is this increasing? Well, that's hard to say. You know, this is something that's really linked to, uh, you know, climate models and all that. So it's, uh, you know, linked Mm. to a solar cycle. It's something you've got to look at for 10, 11 years before you can really formulate an answer to that. But uh, there is certainly more increased uh, dramatic weather events and I think there's a shift in where these events are happening as well so it's not just that we're seeing extreme events we're seeing a change in weather weather occurs if that makes sense sure I'm going to come back to that in a minute um what is the mechanism so why does climate change lead to more lightning is it around heat and energy it's around heat and energy exactly so Lightning is driven by precipitation, by rain and things that happen in the the, the storm clouds. And effectively, if we're seeing a little bit more energy available there, heat energy, that drives the the lightning circuit. So we end up with more lightning. And does that also mean you're more likely to have heavy rain? I mean, I always associate one with the other, although you don't need rain to have lightning. You don't always have lightning with rain. There there, there is a bit of a link there. Absolutely. You you always get the outliers. Statistically, you get the, the odd things. But on the whole... Yes, more rain, more rain. This is why we see a lot more lightning activity around the equator, because we've got a lot more rain around the equatorial region. Okay, so then in Gauteng, for example, and now I don't know if people in Gauteng tell the truth all the time, Professor. I mean, I mean, and realize you're at Wits, but um, they claim that they have the worst lightning or the most intense lightning in the world. Are they telling the truth when they say that, these people from Gauteng that you and I may know? <laughs> Not quite. Uh, there are certainly regions that have a lot more lightning. I think the factor here in uh, Kaoteng is that we've got a very large economy where the lightning happens, whereas a lot of the other places, there isn't as much. But Stephen, I just want to divert quickly there. Today is actually International Lightning Safety Day. I don't know if you're aware of it. We're working on the publicity. But this commemorates a, a terrible event that happened in Uganda in 2011, where 18 learners and one teacher were killed. And 38 um, learners were hospitalized for days um, after a devastating lightning event up in uh, Uganda. Sure. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. So then um, in a place like Hateng, if you're going to have more thunderstorms, 
um, more more lightning. Let me let me be clear. You're going to have more lightning. It gets more dangerous. But does that also mean you're going to have more intense rainfall when you have these this rain and this lightning? Not necessarily. That's a tricky one. And you know, I, I've got to recognise I'm an engineer. I'm not in the, the climate side of things. Um, we would probably have to speak, speak to an expert in that area. But I don't think there's necessarily a direct link there. But they are linked. So then uh, you made the point that where lightning is striking is also changing. It's moving around. Um, and I presume that you would be able to see some of the signs about that. I mean, that suggests that the weather is changing. It's weather is changing. And I think the way we live on planet Earth is changing. Their populations, and if you just look at what's happened in Kaoteng over the last 20, 30 years, the, the area has changed in terms of what buildings are on the ground. This changes the heat pattern, it changes the, the storm activity and the, the effect of the heat island, which certainly is, is well documented in places like Brazil, where human activity actually affects the climate as well, very directly. Is there any way um, to stop this from happening or are we just going to have to learn to live with it, have more lightning shelters, be aware that this area is a high lightning uh, probability zone, things like that? Or is there any way to mitigate against it unless we just, you know, stop behaving as human beings? Uh, pragmatically, no, I don't think uh, there is much. I think it's about awareness, it's about education, and I think about early warning. You know, I think if we can keep, and the United States proved this, that if people are aware and they get early warning of things, uh, we can actually behave better and protect ourselves better. Ultimately, if you're outdoors, you're at extreme risk, so being indoors is uh, far safer. But it's a balance of, between the inconvenience of stopping a, a, a football game, a rugby game, or playing golf, you know, seeking shelter. There's always a tension between the two. Professor Ken Nixon, thank you very much indeed. Associate Professor in the School of Electrical and Information Engineering at Wits University. Really appreciate the time.